This podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isel, owner of Isellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara-on-the-Lake or check out their website at iSellers.ca. Find out how you can support us, like Adnan, by visiting patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine. You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Oh, Michael, it's that time of month again. That you got a haircut. I did get a haircut. Oh, boy. It doesn't look any different. Uh, I saw you on Friday, and uh, <laughs> I was like, you got to get that thing trimmed, and you supposedly got it trimmed, and I couldn't tell. I went to my hairdresser, and I showed him that very famous picture of Beethoven, and I was just like, that's what I want my hair to look like. Okay. Hang uh, on. That's a- oh, well, no. Is that going to be the picture on the... Um- on the podcast, the picture of Beethoven. No, though. we just took a few pictures of, of what we're doing here, and so and this is do... this is what I'm going for. Well, that's not working. All right, I don't I don't know if you'll ever pull that off. Well, uh, since you're the person I'm clearly trying to impress with my hair, I really don't give a. <laughs> um. Alrighty then. We just tasted through a whole bunch of wines. Whole whack of them. Yep. And we're going to review them with no fancy scoring. Just a little thumbs up, thumbs down. We do need a little like a, like a theme for this. Oh, God. More work for me? Yes. Who are you, Jim Richards? That's what I want you to do. I want, I want to come up with some theme music for thumbs up, thumbs down. You know? Somebody's taking that one, I'm sure. But um, As a reward, we're drinking what might be the best wine out of the batch. but Best white. Best white. We certainly... Uh, can't quantify it beyond saying that it's a thumbs up wine, but let's let's start at the top of our list because we had a lot of Ontario stuff that we tasted through. Okay. Uh, so the 2018 Cassaba Unoaked Chardonnay. It's fifteen dollars and ninety five cents. Yep. Uh, you've got some preconceptions about Unoaked Chardonnay in Ontario. I hate Unoaked Chardonnay. One of the most boring. It is the second most boring uh, style of wine, right next to Pinot Gris. Okay, good for you. Um, I gave this a <laughs> thumbs up, and frankly, the Cassava on Oak Chardonnay, which is a general list wine at the LCBO, is um, it's it's consistent. It's very good. It's always got a lot of orchard fruit. Uh, this particular one is green apple next nectarine, good acid, mineral notes poking through on the finish, and I mean fifteen ninety five. It, it's just once again, you and I don't spend a lot of time reviewing general list wines. Most of the stuff we review hits the vintages section. A lot of vintages, yeah. Um, just just a, a a friendly reminder that there's great stuff hanging out in the in the general list, especially from Ontario. Well, for for me, as as I said, it's it's not my style of wine. I, I I took a number of sips of it, trying to figure out whether you know, trying to put my trying to put myself, I guess, in your shoes. As okay. a Chardonnay lover, and I guess uh, at that point, yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a thumbs up for it. Like it's 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 a quaffable, drinkable style of Chardonnay. It's fresh. It's fruity. Um, it it has. It'd some be great points. for a group. It, listen, is this the most exciting Chardonnay on the planet? No. Is this a great Chardonnay if you're entertaining for a bunch of people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, people like Chardonnay, so we'll go with that. What really excited me, though, was the Flat Rock 2018 Riesling, which oh, yeah. it's it's not. I don't think it's new, but it's no. it's coming to the LCBO. It's going to be a, an LTO limited time offer. Yeah, seventeen ninety five. And um, this, I think Riesling 
it kind of goes up and down. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you really like Riesling. Sometimes you don't want or don't feel like a Riesling. This one hit all the notes for me. There was a subtle sweetness, pear, honeysuckle, decent minerality, lemon drop, green apple. Again, that acidity that, that, I'm, that I'm looking for. This one really hit all the right notes for me. It hit the right notes for me too. There's just something magic about that particular corner of the wine industry you know, it's it's a stone's throw away from your Vineland and, and Megalomaniac, where the Riesling from those areas are just, they just jump out of the glass. So a, a thumbs up for me for the Way thumbs up for me. And then, uh, of course, the one that we are drinking this evening is, um, as, 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 I should take a sip of this before I say anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, to me, this is summer in a glass. This is the... Curvos 2019. Still, oh, yeah, no, you didn't steal my line. You said summer in a glass. My literal note on this is this feels like bottled sunshine. It's pure summertime. This is the Curvos 2019 Lurero Vino Verde, $12.95, so yep. really stupid price. Uh, it is uh, coming out in uh, in March, um, and it, was, it, it came out uh, last year and was great then. There's and a slight spritz to it, like just a hint of residual sugar on the finish, but met with fantastic acidity. Grapefruit, floral, honeysuckle. Uh, yeah. it just the, you said the slight spritz. I, I've got I've got to know here. This is stupid good at twelve ninety five. You know, well, and it's it's not just the notes that we said. It's also the intensity. Yeah. It's it's very intense and very well, like very concentrated. And this is a wine that the way we figure it, we're recording this in the middle of January. Like 16 weeks ago, this was likely still grapes. At the very least, it was still in a tank. But I mean, when you, when when summer or even spring hits and you're going to get that first day on the patio, this would be a great reminder of what's coming ahead. Totally. So big thumbs up for us on that one. Your turn. What do you got? 2017 Peely Island, J.S. Hamilton, Pinot Gris, Vendage Tardive. And I want to point out VQA South Island because I think this is the first time I've seen first time I've seen that too. that appellation yep. on there, but that replaces the VQA Peely Island sub appellation. Yep. Um, and so Vendange Tardive means late harvest, but it's not a late harvest wine in that it's not the baby ice wine you expect. Um, but it's just a little bit more concentrated. Fruit was left to hang a little bit longer. Uh, I give this a thumbs up. For me, it was honey and pineapple. Uh, there was nice texture to it. It's um, still exciting to see a bit of the rebrand happening at Peely Island, although I still don't think they've quite cracked the code on what the labels could and, and, and should be. Um, but the J.S. Hamilton definitely stands out uh, right now. I believe it's winery only, but I hope to see more wines like this come to the LCBO. And also my tasting notes, knowing how you feel about Pinot Gris, uh, shut up, Michael, shut up, uh, preemptive, shut up. Well, I really wish uh, you could taste wine because obviously you have no idea how to do it because this one is unappealing uninteresting and so boring there's a bitter note on it nope it's too dry for the style nope look it's it's they're trying to make an uninteresting grape more interesting and they fail completely on it i am so thumbs down years they've been making this wine for years and it's usually pretty good this is definitely 2017 a, a vintage worth picking up fail for me i couldn't drink this with your mouth so i'm a big thumbs down Oh, well, shut up, Michael. I know. Shut up, shut up. Okay, blah, so let's blah, move blah. on. Let's move on to the 2018 Three of Hearts Pinot Noir Rosé. Uh, I think this has already come through vintages, so I think this is a retaste for both of us, but it's 1995. 
Um, it's Pinot Noir from the Short Hills Bench, even though the label says Niagara Peninsula on it. I've, I've spoken with the people, the fine people at the winery, so I know it's it's from the from the site. Uh, and now that the 2018s have had some time to settle down, because 2018 was a very hot summer met with kind of a cool, crappy fall and winter. And I think the Pinot Noir just soaked up a little bit too much heat if you tasted this last year, um, where you just got a lot of phenolic, a lot of cherry, a lot of the fruit roll up. That's starting to settle down, and now it's turning into grapefruit pith. And it's not quite the quality. I think you and I are both in agreement that it's not the same quality as the, the rosés from 2017. I, li- I really like the three of hearts from 17. Yeah, me too. Really, really love this is This is starting to reach that with a bit of time and bottle to settle down, in my opinion. Uh, but thumbs up for me. I See, I'm a down. I'm a down. I didn't like, I don't like where it's going. I think the acidity is dropping out. The grapefruit pith, as you as you noted. But I thought I thought the uh, the previous year was just really good. And it was really good for a long time. This is now you know, about a year in bottle. I think it's still getting better. I don't think so. I think it's dropping out. I don't think I'd be enjoying this on the patio uh, June. Not a, not a chance would I enjoy that. I'm looking forward to the to the next vintage of it, so we'll see what happens. Well, you're wrong. No, never wrong. Uh, and that's what keeps me young. Uh, okay, so uh, the next one uh, that I think we both liked, we, we tried two 16-mile uh, uh, 2016 Chardonnays, both... Good, but one really need, stood yes, out to me. Definitely. Was the civility. Yes. At twenty nine ninety five, winery only. I found this one more restrained. I found the fruit comes across as apple, peach pit, slightly smoky, some pineapple notes, good fruit to an acid ratio. And there's also a slight spiciness on the finish. Yeah. And I really love the balance on this. So the sixteen mile two thousand sixteen uh civility Chardonnay, big thumbs up from me. It's uh, definitely complex. Um, and I'll be honest, my tasting notes pretty much match up with yours spot on. Uh, 60 Mile are one of the wineries that, uh, for uh, one of the new kids on the block, uh, very much delivering delivering the goods on what's coming out of their cellar. And the thing is, they're really not that new anymore. You know, they've it's been, been around like five for years. like five, six yeah. years. So. Still feels like they're new. It does, but you know, they're not. But uh, speaking of new, we got the 2017 16 Mile Exonerated. Now, I'm going to fill everyone in the industry in on a little bit of a secret. The bottle says Pinot Noir, but it's actually Pinot Noir Gamay. And uh, winemaker Morgan Juniper and Susan Barnacle, owner, are both very proud of this wine. It's 1995. I'm hoping that we see this on some wine lists in Toronto soon. If you're a restaurateur listening to this or you're sommelier listening to this, you need to pick this up by the glass because 1995, that's $16, your licensee prices. This is a way thumbs up for me. I really like that 10% Gamay. And yep. actually, when we were tasting it, you were the one who knew the Gamay was in it. Yeah, I didn't um, tell you. You didn't tell me. <laughs> but I was like, I think there's a little Gamay in this uh, because it has this lovely cherry, cranberry, white pepper, a little bit of floral, some uh, spiciness on the finish. The but you're, getting, was but you're great. getting the floral notes from the Pinot. And it's, it's sort of like it's elegant, elegant, elegant. And then at the end, it just starts doing the can-can, like this kind of rough around the edge gamay that works its way through it. It's a little bit naughty on the finish. 15 months in French oak, but you wouldn't tell that that uh, that it's been in there that long. This hit all the right notes for me. I'd be drinking this all the time, put a chill on it. This totally. is this is a great wine, yeah. not just for... Uh, for the middle of February, but uh, oh I, no, I this is this is going to be something I'm I'm going to pick up a few bottles of to enjoy with friends. It is as the beer nerds call it, 
sessionable. Correct. Put a chill on it. That is sessionable. So big thumbs up from me on that Okay, one. so we've just done a pair from Ontario. Let's get to the pair that we've got from Lodi. All right. So uh, what do we got here? Um, the 2017 yeah. Sandpoint Family Vineyard Chardonnay. Yeah. $16.95. It's a general list wine. Uh, generalist Chardonnay from California. Actually, I, I'll be honest. I think you and I have talked on the podcast before how the generalist from California has pretty much been written off. It's I've a- written off the generalist for the most part. I'd rather spend a little bit more money. I'd rather spend $100 and get my money's worth from California than drink another awful bottle of apothic but but on the other hand this chardonnay actually delivered something that you don't get at that price point yes uh, at 16.95 um i think it it delivered uh, tr- a lot of tropical notes big lot vanilla, of tropical notes. coconut pineapple yeah. i have a note here that it may be slightly over the top but it still had it still had a bit of acidity at its core like listen if you're a cool climate chardonnay aficionado skip this this is not for you but this is a thumbs up for me i think there are people out there who still have the california chardonnay as their guilty pleasure you know you you want that over the top and this is definitely the over the top like it's just got that i don't know it it feels like the best smelling beach on the planet like the coconut is so present in it it smells almost like suntan lotion you're gonna you're gonna give me but I am just barely ticking over the thumbs up. Like I no, no, it's one or the other. You got to get just, get over this. No, I'm just barely ticking. I'm gonna I'm gonna thumbs up it because I'm gonna give a big thumbs okay, down. Okay, let's face it. It's because I think I think it's it's because I convinced you on the the value ratio. The value ratio on that Chardonnay is great. Correct. A little over the top, but it's but I'm a big thumbs down on the Cab Sauv. I'm I just thought yeah, the, it the was, 2016 Sandpoint Family Vineyard Cab Sauv. It's also generalist 16.95. Okay, you know what? If we're going to say something, it's thumbs down for me as well. But if I have to say something good about it, it's less sweet than the wines I was crapping on prior to the Chardonnay. So it's, listen, if you want something better than Apothic, you can get this. But frankly, if you want Cab So from California, there's, pony, I, out, pony out a few more bucks. And get I think the there's better out there. Tea leaves, cherry, soft, silky, pretty. But I think that, that residual sugar... Just, yeah, the residual sugar really throws it out it of down. balance. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a big uh, a, a thumbs down. Not a big thumbs down, but definitely not something I'm running out for. We needed to find a cab sove that was worth drinking. I can't, I don't know if we're in agreement on this, but the 2018 Escudo Royo Reserva Cabernet Sauvignon. That's a Baron S- Philip de Rothschild. Yes, uh, 1795 um, Maipo Valley uh, Chilean cab sove. Um, to me, it just was this an extraordinary life-saving Cabernet Sauvignon? No. Is this a Cab Sauv that is a welcome addition to that sub-20 premium Chilean Cab Sauv? Yes. Uh, it delivers the cassis on the nose. The tannin is a little bit chunky when you open the bottle immediately. So maybe open it and let it sit for a half hour or an hour or make sure you're pouring it in a big glass. But it does deliver the goods. It starts to open up. Uh, I don't think this is something I would necessarily sell her, but I don't know, Michael, maybe you'll pick up a bottle or two to hold on to and uh, see how it evolves over the few years. Uh, eucalyptus notes on Mid Palace. This finishes dry and cocoa and smoke notes. Uh, solid Chilean Cab Sauv, uh, $17.95 worth picking up. I'm at thumbs the, up. I'm at the moment a thumbs down, but now you've triggered something in my head that maybe 
It just needs a little bit of time because I found this very rough, very rugged around the edges. It didn't, uh, it didn't excite me in any way, shape, or form. It kind of actually kind of hurt my 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 sensibilities and my palate. And oh, I who see are you that kidding? you don't have sensibilities. Or, well, okay, you so the bottle you just, don't have a palate. So the there bottle you go. just happened to be in front of us. All right, so, so I'm gonna give it another. I'm, I'm giving so it another. This has been day. open for like probably a good half hour now. Okay, we're folks. We're doing this live. You know, I, I'm finding that the cedary notes are coming out. The tobacco is too, too forefront. I don't, I don't find that there's I'm, much. I'm fruit. loving this more now. Are you, what are you talking about? No. You say I don't have a palate. This is all because this is black currant jam. No. This is exactly what you expect Chilean cab soap to deliver, and it's tasty. Coffee Super bean, tasty. coffee bean, and leather with no fruit. It's oh, like shut up, Michael. It's like licking a leather car seat. Well, yeah. Shut up, Michael. Anyways. So there we are. This is that's the, the best you can do. This is the February edition of Thumbs Up. Uh, go Thumbs. to AndreWineReview.ca and MichaelPinkusWineReview.com to get the whole list. Make your shopping list. Uh, check out these wines. And uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Two Guys Talking Wine. And I guess it's my turn, right? Good night! Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.